Blog Talk Radio. the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. And the Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program, in addition to bringing you two days of American heritage and history in the two-day rifle marksmanship clinic that we offer. And I know that when people hear about uh, the name, the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, the first thing folks think about, because it's the first thing that I've thought about, is is what is this? What is the Revolutionary War Veterans Association? In my mind, I pictured uh, a bunch of guys uh, prancing around in frilly shirts and uh, tri-cornered hats and and shouting out, uh, top of the morning, Governor. Uh, you know, and uh, and uh, drinking tea and stuff like that. But the Revolutionary War Veterans Association has a very uh, a very special mission, and that is honoring the men and women who stood together on April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five, and for eight long bloody years afterwards, in order to provide us with a nation. You know, people are willing to make great sacrifices in their lives. People are willing to make, even to sacrifice uh, their all, even their lives, for causes. And 
we owe these people uh, a huge debt. And then, of course, comes the problem of how do you how do you repay a debt like that? How do you repay the debt that we owe to the folks who stood together on April 19, 1775 at Lexington Green at the North Bridge in Concord along Battle Road back to Boston for 20 miles? And then the eight long bloody years after that, the folks that sacrificed their their fortunes, their families, and many even their lives. The American Revolutionary War was was one of the most costly wars in, in our history, other than the American Civil War. It's the only war that uh, that proportionately was bloodier than the American Revolutionary War in terms of lives lost <clears throat> and how do we repay this debt how do we how do we make things uh, make these scales even between us and them and uh, you know a lot of people first of all don't remember anything about any of this they don't think about it they don't even consider the fact that they owe anybody anything uh, this nation was given to them handed to them uh, on a tray, and they don't feel like they have they owe anybody anything. But for those of us that do that do understand the debt we owe, how do we make it right? How do we level it out? And the answer is by honoring them, by honoring those men and women who made those sacrifices. And how do you honor someone? How do you honor them? How do you what's going to make it right? You're going to remember them. You're going to remember what they did. You're going to remember how important it was. You're going to tell the story of what they did so that their lives lost 235 years ago are remembered, that their sacrifices are remembered. The folks understand that the... Excuse me, the reason... The reason that we don't have to stand together in ranks, the reason that we don't have to risk losing our fortunes, our families, our lives, is because they did. They did. They did it. They formed a nation. They developed and designed the documents that run our nation now and run in such a fashion that we don't have to risk our lives standing in ranks and uh, being shot at and and being killed and, and being hung for treason in order to safeguard our liberties and our freedoms. For that, we owe them a great debt. And that's what we do. That's what we do every weekend of the year. We have two-day rifle marksmanship clinics, in every state, somewhere, every weekend, within a reasonable driving distance of you, is an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship two-day uh, Rifle Marksmanship and American Heritage Clinic. Every weekend of the year, within reasonable driving distance of you, we're having we're hosting events. And at these events, we're going to teach you. This is the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. We're going to give you the skills and techniques you need 
to become a rifle marksman, to become an expert rifle marksman, to shoot better than 99.999% of your fellow American gun owners. And we're going to talk to you about American heritage and history. And you need to attend one of these events. You need to learn or remember or help other people remember that Americans have a duty, have a responsibility to their nation. And this is a this duty, this responsibility is not one that you can delegate. You can't say uh I'm going to I'm going to leave the uh responsibility for safeguarding my freedoms and liberties. I'm going to leave that to somebody else to take care of. I'm going to uh, what about the government? Aren't they supposed to do that? Aren't they supposed to take care of us? You can think that way if you want. Uh, I'm not so sure that's the best option. On top of that is the fact that the president is not the government. The senators, the congressmen are not the government. The, all the different uh, federal and state agencies are not the government. The government, or all you folks that are listening right now, the government are all those folks that show up at Appleseed events, the ones that are standing out there on Saturday morning and still standing there on Sunday evening. That's the government. The other folks, uh, the president, the senators, congressmen, those are just the placeholders for the government. You can't delegate your responsibilities. You have to take an active role in it, and that's what we're teaching you to do on Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship Weekends. That's what we're telling you. We're reminding you about your sacred obligation to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that are yours by virtue of living in this nation. <clears throat> All right, we're going to talk more about this uh, in just a few minutes. We have uh, Beth Schoenberg from the Derry Brownfield Show. Uh, is going to be our guest tonight. Beth uh, Schoenberg and the Derry Brownfield Show have been supporters of the Apple Tea program since the beginning. They're one of the uh, first groups to uh, to get behind us and uh, and support the program, give us airtime on the Derry Brownfield Show. And uh, she's going to be on in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about that and about American responsibilities and about the Derry Brownfield Show. <clears throat> But first off, let's talk about how to get to an Appleseed event. Now, I told you what an Appleseed event is. It's a two-day rifle marksmanship American Heritage uh, clinic, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we're going to give you a week's worth of uh, instruction in those two days. It's a bit like uh, I've heard people describe it as drinking from a fire hose. You're going to get a lot of information in these two days. And the information is pertinent to all skill skill levels of shooters, from the novice beginner uh, to the advanced rifle marksman. This is going to be pertinent to everybody. No matter what you, where you go on your rifle marksmanship path, you have to know the fundamentals. And that's what we're teaching you. We're not teaching you the basics. We're teaching you the fundamentals, how to build a 
stable shooting position, how to determine your natural point of aim and shift it onto the target, and how to execute the shot by the six steps. I don't care what type of shooting you're doing or, or how or why, you're going to have to know this. And we're going to give it to you in two days, in a Saturday and Sunday. <clears throat> All right, so now that you've decided that you want to attend one, how do you get there? How do you get to an event? The first thing you do is go to the uh, Appleseed homepage. That's rwva.org. All right? rwva.org, appleseedinfo.org, appleseedusa.org. <clears throat> That'll take you to the homepage. I'll say homepage, and we've got a great website, and we, we, I want to give thanks again to all of the IT folks involved in this. They, they don't get a lot of... Uh, a lot of pass on the back, but they do deserve it. And that's Bill Three and his crew uh, that have run the uh, Appleseed homepage, and and they keep it looking sharp and keep it filled up with information. So even if you're an Appleseed member, longtime member, don't uh, don't neglect going to the homepage and uh, checking it out. All right, <clears throat> on the homepage. You'll see a list of tabs across the top. And the second from the left says Appleseed. Put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. That'll take you to a page that has a map of the United States. On the map of the United States, you can put your cursor on the state where you'd like to attend an event. And uh, select that state, and that'll give you a list of events going on in that state. If you want to see what's going on across the United States, there is a hot link embedded in the text above the map. You can click on that, and that will take you to a listing of all the events going on across the United States. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, read off all the events in just a second. And after that, we're going to talk about uh, Appleseed, uh, the cost, and then a new thing, a new program that we've uh, we've kind of been running informally for quite a while, and it's now got the, uh, the kinks hammered out of it called the uh, rifleman opportunity card. All right, so stay tuned in because we're going to talk about that in just a second. All right, so you, <clears throat> you've gone to the uh, rwva.org. You look at the tabs across the top. You put your cursor on Appleseed. You've got uh, a drop-down menu on the drop-down menu, selected schedule, and you've gotten your list of events. Now, once you've found an event uh, that's being hosted in a place and a location you can attend on a date you can attend, don't uh, don't mess around. If you're gonna if you're going to come to an Appleseed event, don't just think about going. Go. Don't just think about signing up. Sign up. Sign up for the event. Listen, we're pretty uh, we're pretty mellow about uh, about helping you out if something goes wrong. If you uh, if you register for an event and you can't make it to that specific event. Usually there's not much problem at all about shifting you to another one. Uh, as far as getting money back, if something happens, you'll have to talk to the admin folks about that. But we're pretty uh, mellow about uh, shifting you to another event. <clears throat> so go ahead and get signed up. So you found the location on the uh, date that you'd like to attend. There's two hot links to the right of that. One says information. That's the information for that specific location on that specific date. It'll tell you how to get there, where it's being held at, uh, who to contact for more information. There may be some incidental items such as uh, hotels, uh, other accommodations, restaurants, etc. 
That's from the information link. There's another link right under that that says register. <coughs> That'll take you to our third-party software. That's Eventbrite that does the uh, the uh, pre-registration hosting uh, events for us. And uh, I want to encourage you to pre-register for your events. The the events are starting to sell out on a uh, uh, on a on a significant portion uh, of the events throughout the year. All right. So what that means to you is is that uh, uh, back in the old days you could well we didn't even have Eventbrite in the old days we didn't even have pre-registration you just you just came on and we found a place for you and we hammered you into the line somehow. Well. A lot of folks are attending Apple Seeds. We'd like to get more people to attend it always, but right now there's a lot of folks attending events, and a lot of the events uh, have limited capacity. We've got uh, probably four or five here in Texas that are limited to between uh, 15 and 22 shooters, and they fill up fast. matter of fact, all the Diva Wow, uh, the Women Outdoors Worldwide shoots, sell out usually within a, a day of their being posted. So if you're going to get yourself a slot at one of these events, you need to pre-register. Uh, that ensures that you have a place on the line, and it also helps us by letting us know how many people are going to be at uh, any given event at uh, on any date or location, because we have events all across the nation every single weekend. That means we've got to get instructors to the events. We've got to know how many instructors to get to the events. Uh, some of them are going to have to fly. Some are driving. Uh, some uh, folks are going to need hotels. And then we have to ship enough supplies to each of these events to make sure that uh, we've got these shooters covered. The only way we're going to know for sure is by looking at the pre-registration numbers for the events. All right, so that helps you to make sure you have a place in the line, and it helps us to ensure that we have enough instructors and enough gear for you on those uh, locations and those dates. There have been uh, different occasions where we've had folks, uh, where we've had events sell out, and because we knew it was selling out, uh, we managed to secure additional line. Uh, in some cases at that same range, and other times we went across town and, uh, and hired a, a range across town to get the overflow. We'll be willing to uh, to make every effort to accommodate you, but we're going to have to know you're coming in order to do it. And I, I guarantee you, if we don't know that you're coming to an event, we're sure not going to go and rent additional range space for you. So make sure that you pre-register. All right, now... <clears throat> On top of that, let me tell you what the uh, prices are going to be. This is our most up-to-date current pricing info. And I'm telling you right now, for most folks, uh, it's going to be – actually, what I found in in doing the events is that a great deal of each of the folks at most of the events are free. But – and I'll get to the free categories and reduced uh, pay categories in just a second – the normal price is $70 for two days of instruction. That includes a T-shirt and all the, the gear and stuff like that, too. <clears throat> 70 bucks. All right, that's for two days of instruction. I don't know, if you guys, uh, if any of you have looked around at prices 
for rifle clinics, pistol clinics, anything like that. Seventy bucks for two days is absolutely bargain basement. You're not going to find prices like that anywhere. Usually they run from two fifty to uh, fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars for a weekend. So seventy bucks is already as reduced as we can make it. And I don't think we haven't gone up on our prices in four years. So seventy bucks is an absolute bargain. Uh, and the reason, of course, is that uh, we're not interested in making money. Now, additional cash would be great for us. I'm not telling you not to pay or not to make donations, etc. I'm telling you that the intent of the organization is not to make money. The intent of the organization is to make riflemen, to make riflemen for America. <clears throat> and with that in mind, we keep the prices down. We keep the uh, the fees down, and we reduce them or waive them completely in many cases. For active duty, reserve, and guard, attendance is free. For law enforcement officers, attendance is free. For women, uh, attendance is $10, and for children, attendance is $5. Now this was free, but because uh because of it being free, uh we had a lot of folks that were signing up for events. They were coming eventually coming to events, but they were signing up for the events uh and then sometimes not showing up. And that was jacking with our paperwork and scheduling. So uh, we put a $10 fee and a $5 fee on there just to to give folks a little bit of an investment uh, to encourage them to uh to take the attendance seriously. And it seems to be working out great. Uh, 70 bucks for two days of instruction, $45 for a single day. Now, make a note that if you're going to come for one day, please try and come on Saturday. You can come on Saturday or Sunday, but please try and come on Saturday. Saturday is the day that we give you the instruction. We're going to feed it to you a slice at a time, and we're going to feed you some instruction, and we're going to shoot it. We're going to feed you some instruction, and we're going to shoot it. We're going to do this all day Saturday, and then uh, on Sunday, we're going to put it all together in one bag. We're going to start shooting uh, AQTs, Army Qualification Test, which is our diagnostic tool to see how you are accepting the information, how it's going over. So on Saturday, that's the day we would like for you to attend, if you're going to attend for one day. <clears throat> now, as I've said, the... Uh, the fee, the seventy bucks for the instruction for a full for the two full days or forty dollars forty five dollars for a single day is already the lowest you're gonna get. But I'll also tell you this right here. If you wanna come, if you are serious about coming to a an Appleseed Roth marksmanship event and you are strapped for cash, you send me a note, uh you send me an email or a PM and I will make it happen. I'll make it happen. I'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. All right? And uh, and we'll get you to an event. Don't let money stand in your way. Now, if you can pay the cost, pay the cost. All right? That's what we do in America. We pay for services rendered. But if you are strapped for cash right now and you want to attend an event, you want to, that you're considering becoming a member of the program and uh, perhaps in addition becoming an instructor, or uh, in some other way helping push the program forward and you're strapped for cash, send me an email and uh, let me know the particulars, where you are, where you want to attend, etc. 
and uh, we will make it happen, all right? Now, along those same lines, <clears throat> Appleseed has opened up another uh, program in order to help folks along with their rifle marksmanship journey to help you uh, to help you ensure that you have the skills and the techniques down and that you achieve your rifleman's patch shooting to rifleman standards and getting your rifleman's patch this is called the rifleman opportunity card all right the rifleman opportunity card now here's the way it works you Become a member of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, all right? You purchase an RVA membership on any of the levels uh, before November 30th, 2011, in conjunction with uh, paying to attend a two-day Appleseed event, all right? This gives you the opportunity to ask for a Rifleman Opportunity Card, And uh, to purchase your uh, RWVA membership, you can do that at the same time that you pre-register for an event. Uh, Eventbrite will accept uh, the uh, purchases of RWVA memberships at the same time that you pay to purchase your uh, weekend attendance ticket. And they'll also accept donations. All right, if you want to donate. Uh, uh, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks to the program. You can do it there too. All right. So you get your uh, RWVA membership. You uh, purchase a two-day rough marksmanship uh, clinic weekend, and then what happens then is that you can come back to additional events after that one. You can come back free either until your membership card expires or until you shoot a rifleman score. And listen, uh, it shouldn't take you more than two or three events in order for you to shoot to rifleman standards and get your patch. Don't try and milk this thing out and come for a whole year, all right, because we've got an easier way for you to do it than that. That is, you become a rifle, you become a RWVA instructor. You come to uh, two events, shoot to rifleman standards, you ask to become an instructor, we give you the uh, uh, the information on what the commitment is and what it means, and then you accept or you decline. But you become an instructor with the program, and you can attend all of the events you want for free after that because you'll be instructing at them, all right? <clears throat> so get your RWVA membership, purchase a two-day uh, uh, rifle marksmanship clinic uh, ticket, and then you bring those with you and uh, we'll validate them at the event. And you can attend events after that. You can attend events free until you shoot to rifleman standards, all right? Now, the offer expires after you shoot to rifleman standards. You can get your patch or when the card expires, whichever one comes first. And uh, the offer is available to everybody, men, women, kids under 21, etc. So, Take advantage of this. Uh, I know a lot of the folks that come to Apple Seeds are returning shooters. And uh, we don't want you to have to, uh, we don't want you to have to pay every time you come back. If you're interested in shooting, 
you want to get your patch and you're thinking about becoming an instructor, and that's not part of it, that's just my pitch in there, then we want you to come without having to pay. We're going to be there anyway teaching, so we'd like to have you there and shooting until you get your patch. You can get a patch that you can put on your jacket uh, and show everyone that that you have shot to rifleman standards, which is going to make you a better shot, a better shooter, and have a better understanding of the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship than 99.999% of your fellow uh, American gun owners. All right. So that's my pitch. We've got the cost and the Appleseed Rifle uh, Rifleman Opportunity card. And let me tell you one more time that... uh, the cost is free. Active duty, guard and reserve, and law enforcement are free. And uh, women are ten bucks, kids five dollars. Uh, the rest of the folks are paying seventy bucks for the two full two days, or forty-five dollars for a single day. Try and make it on Saturday. And and then once again, if uh, if you're strapped for cash, you really want to attend an event. You're strapped for cash. You're serious about this. Then get in touch with me. And uh, we'll make it happen, all right? Get in touch with the shoot boss, uh, with either with me or, or get in touch with the shoot boss of the event you want to attend. Let him know that you want to attend, but you're strapped for cash right now, and uh, and we'll work this out, all right? <clears throat> all right, going back to the uh, upcoming events. Across the nation, as I said, we've got uh, we've got a huge number of events coming this month. Now, the uh, this coming weekend is April 9th and 10th. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot for this next weekend, but that's only because we've uh, scheduled over 100 events for the next weekend after that. So let me get started right now. We have Annapolis, Maryland on April 9th and 10th that same weekend. We have Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Bickleton, Washington, Bonfield, Illinois, Gainfield, Florida, Three Forks, Montana, and Waco, Georgia. All right, now, the next weekend is the April 16th and 17th weekend. That is the weekend of our signature uh, event. Every year we have a uh, Patriot Day shoot, which uh, in order to commemorate the April 19th, 1775 event, and we do this. Uh, on the weekend closest to it, in order to celebrate the Patriots Day shoots. This weekend, it falls on the 16th and 17th. <clears throat> We'd love for you to attend a Patriots Day shoot. It's our signature event of the year. And uh, and I can guarantee you there's going to be one within reasonable driving distance of you on the 16th and 17th. And when I say reasonable driving distance... Uh, that's exactly what I mean, a reasonable driving distance. Uh, now, I know that that varies from uh, place to place. Uh, I've got buddies out in New Mexico and uh, West Texas that uh, that don't think that driving uh, 100, 120 miles uh, each way to go to a restaurant on a Friday night is a reasonable driving distance. Uh other folks don't want to drive more than five miles, uh, you know, for whatever they need to do uh, in their cities. Uh, 
there is reasonable driving distance is uh, I would consider that anything other under about a thousand miles. All right, and there's going to be one a lot closer to you than a thousand miles on the weekend of April 16th and 17th. And here they go. Starting off on the weekend of April 16th and 17th, we have the event starting at Alamogordo, New Mexico. That same weekend, Almonds, Pennsylvania, Alton, Illinois, Atlanta, Indiana, Atlanta, Texas, Augusta, Georgia, Azusa, California, Bedford, Indiana, Billings, Montana, Boulder City, Nevada, Brighton, Colorado, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Buckeye, Arizona, Buckingham, Virginia, Burlington Flats, New York, Calverton, New York, Carrollton, Kentucky, Castle Rock, Washington, Castro Valley, California, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Cloverdale, Indiana, Coeur Lane, Idaho, Colebrook, Connecticut, Columbia, Maine, Columbiana, Alabama, Como, Mississippi, Corona, California, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Davila, Texas, Eleanor, West Virginia, Eureka, Kansas, Fenton, Michigan, Fountain, Colorado, Fredericksburg, Texas, Gaston, South Carolina, Gunnison, Colorado, Harvard, Maine, Hernando County, Florida, Hinckley, Minnesota, Holderness, New Hampshire, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Indianapolis, Indiana, Jericho, Vermont, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Lebanon, Connecticut, Lemoore, California, Lewiston, Idaho, Lodi, Wisconsin, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Marion, Ohio, Marshall, Minnesota, Miamisburg, Ohio, Montrose, Iowa, Mayaka City, Florida, New Bremen, New York, New Martinsville, West Virginia, New Philadelphia, Ohio, Osage Beach, Missouri, Ottawa, Illinois, Pelham, New Hampshire, Far, Texas, Piru, California, Proctor, Vermont, Rainbow, California, Ramsar, North Carolina, Raton, New Mexico, Ridgecrest, California, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Rochester, Minnesota, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, California, Saratoga, New York, Shenandoah, Iowa, Shreveport, Louisiana, Sierra Vista, Arizona, Smithville, Texas, Smyrna, Tennessee, Spooner, Wisconsin, Sunland, California, Terrell, Texas, Troop, New York, Van Dyne, Wisconsin, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Wabash, Indiana, Williamsburg, Kentucky, Winslow, New Jersey, Atterbury, Indiana, runs it out. That's a lot of events. I don't know what the current tab on the events is, but that is a lot of events. And... uh, And it makes me really proud. I mean, uh, that is uh, that's a great accomplishment. The folks in Appleseed have been working really hard, and and we've come a long way. But there's still a long way to go, right? We want to pat ourselves on the back, but be careful not to break our arms doing it, because we're going to need them to finish weaving. Uh, weaving a strong rope of events leading us throughout the rest of this year and into the next. Uh, but once again, I want to tell everybody thanks. I'm just I'm 
I'm very proud of all the folks in the program. Uh, everybody's worked really hard to get us to the point that we're at. And, uh, and yeah, it's been a long, tough road, and there's been a lot of... Uh, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone on to get us here. There's been a lot of uh, heads getting knocked together, and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of hours spent making this happen. But I want to thank each and every one of the the folks in the program for the work that they have done, because there's no way that that an organization could grow this fast and get this much done uh, in this amount of time. That The Appleseed Project is completely unique. No other organization has ever grown this fast or done this much in this amount of time. And I know the boss uh, is always standing there cracking the whip on everyone. And listen, whether you agree with him uh, or not, on, on really on anything, on really on most things, it doesn't matter because that's that's his job, all right. And it's our job to make sure that it happens down on our level, down on the local levels. And thank you to everyone for for doing the absolute best job that they can to get this done. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> uh, as I said, we uh, we have with us as our guest tonight Beth Schoenberg from the uh, Derry Brownfield Show, and uh, and for those of you that missed it earlier, I'll tell you again that the uh, Beth Schoenberg is a true friend to the Apple Seed Project. Beth Schoenberg and the Derry Brownfield, Mr. Dave Brownfield, and the Derry Brownfield Show were one of the first. Uh, uh, Groups to uh, to invite Appleseed on the air, and they've been loyal supporters of us ever since then. And the Dairy Brownfield Show has has been an absolutely uh, fantastic show. Uh, it's one of those uh, what, what I consider now one of those voices in the wilderness, uh, and that is somebody that's uh, out on the air talking about Americans about safeguarding Americans' uh, freedoms and liberties without trying to uh, to put on any gimmicks uh, to get ratings. These guys have been uh, have been working for a long time and uh, and doing things uh, uh, the old-fashioned way, and uh, they've been doing a great job at it. Uh, and there's been some uh, some recent changes, uh, some recent uh, updates I'd like to let you know about with the Derry Brownfield show. But I'm going to let Beth uh, bring everybody up to date on that. So let's bring on the show. Uh, Beth Schoenberg, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, we want to thank you because, uh, like I was saying a minute ago, you've been a, a, a fast and true friend to the Appleseed Project. You guys have has helped us every time we've asked for help you guys have helped us you brought us on the show you talked about the Appleseed project and uh and we really appreciate that and even further than that uh, you and Mr. Brownfield have been uh, have been on the air for quite a while and 
and you guys have been doing an, an absolutely fantastic job of keeping folks informed and letting folks know uh, about their responsibilities in safeguarding American rights and freedoms. And we want to thank you for that. Uh, I You're guess, welcome. first of all, uh, I guess we need to, to let folks know that Mr. Brownfield passed on this last month. Yes, we lost him the 12th of March. Uh, it was sudden. He died in his sleep. Um, he sat here on Friday uh, telling me he'd see me on Monday, and we were making plans for the next week and uh, for things with the show. And then Saturday morning I got a call from his daughter who said that he had passed away in his sleep early that morning. Totally unexpected. He seemed to be in good health, and uh, he was 79 years old. So he went the way everybody wishes they could go, but uh, we sure miss him around here. It's uh, a large presence missed. Uh, but Derry and I had uh, talked about carrying on the show whenever he wasn't able to any longer, and we were making uh, making ways to do that. We had not got that done legally yet, but I am going to be carrying on the Common Sense Coalition and uh, – Riding for the brand, so to speak, and carrying on his legacy, taking on the big corporations and the tough, the tough stories, and uh, challenging some of the legislation that goes on, and keeping our listeners informed. Well, that note, for the folks that haven't now, I, I know for a fact that uh, that there's a tremendous following of the Brownfield Show among the the Appleseed folks because because we talk about it before and we've uh, and you guys you have some really heavy duty loyal fans uh, amongst us I count myself as one of those well that's good uh, but uh, for some of the folks that aren't familiar with the show uh, give us just a real a real quick uh, overview of of what the Derek Brownfield show does on a regular basis. Well, what we do on a regular basis is we, we are considered kind of an agricultural news show because Derry had a special knack and a special love for the farming and the ranching and the, in the industry in this nation, and that's what he did for years. He was a farm market broadcaster, and if anybody knows in the Midwest here, if you've heard of the Brownfield Network, Derry Brownfield founded that. But as years went on, you could see where the big corporations were taking over the farms and taking advantage of the farmers and the ranchers. And, and Derry branched out when he retired from the Brownfield Network, and he started a talk show called the Common Sense Coalition. And that would be 17 years come July. So he's been on the air doing the talk show for almost 17 years. And what he does is he takes on the uh, stories that you don't hear anywhere else. And he took a big hit three years ago because he took on Monsanto. And I don't know how many people know anything about Monsanto, but uh, they're not a good company. They're not a good corporation. They're they're kind of evil to the farmers and the ranchers and the cattlemen. And, and so he took that on, and uh, he told the truth, and he got busted for it. <laughs> So to speak, but we're not afraid of that. I, even though I'm sitting in front of plate glass windows, we're not afraid of that. That's what we're here for. We're going to tell the truth. We speak about things that affect this this nation, uh, such as Agenda 21. I know you and I have talked about that before with sustainable development and how some of these things affect us. And 
property rights. There's a lot of things with properties. I talked with a gentleman twice this week. We covered it on Monday and Tuesday, and his name is Ray Field, and he's from Texas, and he's uh, a part of a Wild Horse Foundation. Uh, he, in fact, he's the founder, and I think he says he's founder, executive director, and volunteer, which I kind of got a big kick out of because he doesn't get paid for any of it. <laughs> but just things like that that affect American life everywhere. And when we talk about the agricultural issues, when we talk about fairness in the prices for the cattlemen and the, the beef associations and those kind of things, it's not just about the farmers because all these things affect the consumers, and the consumers need to know. They need to know about something that's it's going to sound really gross when I say it out loud, out loud, but it's called pink slime. It's going into your hamburgers when you buy at the fast food restaurants and such. And now they've got meat glue. And these are things you need to know about as consumers. You need to know what's being put before you. So those are the things we kind of talk about. We we talk about the Agenda 21 and property rights. We talk about fair markets for the ranchers and the cattlemen and uh, farmers and produce. And we talk about uh, organic produce. And um, we just we hit all those things, the big corporations. And in another couple of weeks, we're going to we're going to attack Walmart. So we're going to just we take on the big issues that other people won't take on, just to tell right. the truth and so these, the consumers will know what's going on. And these issues are – now, let me take a, a quick pause here because I want to talk to the folks listening uh, about some things. And one of those is that <clears throat> I know a lot of folks uh, think that sometimes what I'm doing here on the, the show is uh, – is not in line with the Appleseed uh, mission or message. But I assure you that it is. One of the things that I try and do as uh, with the radio show, which is uh, has a lot more leeway and it's a little bit different than the actual, than the, pro- the Appleseed program itself, is that uh, I need, we need to bring on guests like uh, Beth and uh, Chris Knox and Jack Spierko and, and different folks like that. Uh, in order to be cross-pollinating. And uh, I can sit here and I can preach to the Appleseed Choir every week, but, you know, that doesn't that doesn't get us more folks. Uh, you know, whenever you're looking for, uh, when you're looking for heathens to convert, you can't, you, you don't go to the church to find them. you got to go out to uh, other places. And, uh, and that's one of the things that we're doing, uh, with the guests that we bring on. So just uh, everybody relax, listen to what's being said, and then use the message that's broadcast. Use that in in the way for you to fulfill your Appleseed mission. And like I said, one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons that I bring on these different guests like Beth and, and the rest of the folks is because we tell folks at the events that you have to get involved. You have to get involved in the nation, and you have to uh, perform your duties uh, as part of the government. But a lot of times we don't tell you how, and we don't tell you what you need to do. We don't give you any clues on where to start looking. So that's what we're doing with these folks, and that's one of the things that you can learn by listening to the Brownfield Show, by listening to Beth Schoenberg and the Jerry Brownfield Show uh because you're going to get information on the things that to concern you, and uh, especially at local levels. So uh, that's my disclaimer, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and when you listen to the Derry Brownfield show, and, and if you're working and you can't listen between 10 and 11 o'clock, I always tell my listeners to take a coffee break with us. But if you can't listen at that time, you can go to our website and listen there later. We have it all podcast there. And that's just simply www.dairybrownfield.com for now. That's what that is, and it should be that way for at least a year. But um, what Derry always told everybody, and I'm going to try and do it in Derry slang, don't listen to what I'm saying. You need to find out for yourself. <laughs> so, in other words, don't believe us. Dig and Take care of this yourself. Look up and see what what is Agenda 21. What does it mean? What are watersheds? What does it mean when they tell you these things? And you know the language of things has changed, so you need to really study because it'll it'll sound like a warm fuzzy when you get some kind of a document, and it you know it all sounds really nice, but there's hidden meanings in a lot of it. And we have guests on that explain that to us because Beth doesn't know unless it's explained to her. But we do have booklets and we have things like that that you can look it up. But you can always Google. You can Google or Bing, and you can find things. And you can find out things. You can read the legislation, and you can read between the lines, and you can figure it out yourself and know what's going on. And that's what people need to do. They need to be aware of what's going on. We, we've we got to take our heads out of the sand, so to speak. So I not. I'm not a good rifleman, but I do shoot straight when I get in front of the microphone, and and I tell it like it is. So. And where where is your uh, now? You guys are uh, syndicated. We are syndicated. And, mm-hmm. and do you reach uh, do you reach a majority of uh, the continental United States? Um, I wished it was a majority. <laughs> we re- we reach a lot. We're on about 50 stations across 18 states. And then we're on shortwave radio, and then we have a lot of Internet listeners. Now, when Derry passed away, we got condolences from Australia, from England, from Germany, from New Zealand. I mean, we have listeners everywhere because of shortwave and because of the Internet. And we have Americans across this world everywhere listening to the Common Sense Coalition. Um, And hopefully in this next year and a half, we're going to gain a lot more affiliates just because we're going to be working a little harder at it. That was kind of Darius and my plan. Like I said, when he was sitting here on that Friday, we were making plans as to what we were going to do in this next coming year. Of course, that didn't include me taking over for him behind the – in the chair just just yet, but um, it didn't turn out that way. It's turned out a little differently, but we are going to be spooling up and getting ready to to really do some growth. Well, right, and, you know, uh, tomorrow – is promised to no man. So, exactly. so don't think that you can keep putting things off because <laughs> you, you're you're never promised tomorrow. But on that, on the the note of the syndication, I want to tell folks again. I tell folks about this uh, whenever we talk about the Brownfield Show. Is that <clears throat> one of the things that we do with the Appleseed Project is we help our friends. We stand by our friends, and we want to stand by the Dairy Brownfield Show. And the way that you guys can do that, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One of the best ways is if you if you're uh, uh, if you want to listen to the show and it's not available in your area, call up the radio station, send them an email, and say, "Would you please uh, get the Dairy Brownfield show so that I can listen to it? I'll listen to it, and I will buy stuff from the uh, sponsors of the show if you will get it on the air for me." And I know that you guys don't think that uh, that one phone call or one email will do anything, but I'm telling you, it works the same way for radio shows as it does 
uh, with the government. Your one email means uh, means a lot more than one email. <clears throat> if several people will uh, will let the radio stations, the local stations, know that they want to hear something, then the most of the time the producers or the owners are going to give that some consideration. So please uh, talk to your local affiliates and suggest to them that they get the Derry Brownfield show and that they uh, add it to their rotation. And the other way is that the uh, the Derry Brownfield show is uh, it's not some major corporation. I mean, uh, they uh, they've been doing this for a long time and they do it. Uh, God bless them. They do it uh, mostly out of the kindness of their hearts. And they do it through donations from their listeners. So uh, if you got uh, five bucks uh, that you can send to the show, you got ten bucks, you got twenty bucks. If you win the lottery and you got a uh, hundred thousand, you can send. <laughs> Go to www.dairybrownfield.com. No, not show. Just www.dairybrownfield.com. But uh, right. you can give me a call here. At five seven three seven nine six two zero three six, not right now. Or you can email Beth at Beth at dairybrownfield dot com, and Beth is real easy to spell. It's B E T H at dairybrownfield dot com, and uh, we'll take care of it. Right now, we're kind of in limbo because the family's making a lot of decisions. But as soon as that gets all done and said and done, we're we're going to be spooled up and ready to go full blast. We're we're making some headway here. We're going to do some things, and it's it's. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm 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 not happy with the way it's had to turn out, but but I'm excited that we're going to we're going to be doing some new things and some different. We're still going to have the same mission, but because I'm a little younger, I can do a few more things than Derry was able to do. And so we're going to we're getting spooled up and ready to make some changes that are going to be good and one is that is growth. And call your affiliates, call your stations there in the local areas and, and encourage them to carry the Common Sense Coalition. It does work. I had a, an experience here a few months ago where a station had dropped us out of South Dakota, <clears throat> and there there seemed to be no talking him back into keeping us. So I got a call two weeks later from another station in South Dakota, and the guy says, you know what, I keep getting all these phone calls that I need to carry the Dairy Brownfield show. He said, so I guess I need to carry the Dairy Brownfield show. So he wanted to know how to do that. And I said, well, because we were making some changes. I said, I'm not sure how to tell you what to do. I said, if you give me two weeks, I'll give you all the information you need. He said, well, I'm ready to go in ten minutes if you tell me. So he had picked it up on the Internet, and he was ready to run with it. I said, well, then you just go, buddy. <laughs> and so I gained two stations when I lost one because that guy had a station in Wyoming as well. So I gained two. But it was because the local listeners called him. And they told him they wanted to hear they wanted to hear dairy every day. Now he's not carrying us live. We prefer to be live, but we prefer to just be on because the the message we have is we feel it's important, just like the message of Appleseed is important. I fell in right. love with the program because of what you do, and how you do it, and and I I love patriotism. I love to hear about our founding fathers, and that's what I fell in love with. Right, and the and the shows. Uh, the one of the reasons that I push the shows like the uh, the uh, Common Sense Coalition is because <clears throat> these shows are beholding to no one. All right, if you want to get uh, the information, you want to get the true information. These are the type of shows that you need to listen to. Uh, you can listen to mainstream media if you want, and uh, and 
but I'm telling you, those guys, uh, just like I, when I give you the uh, the talks about having reporters come to your events, uh, modern media is not, uh, their goals are no longer to present you the true story. Their goals are to sell advertising. So that's what they have to do. Uh, even things like, even folks like Fox, which is now, uh, I believe, owned a great deal by uh, Middle Easterners, uh, Mm. They have other agendas, and the agenda is no longer really for mainstream media to give you the truth. You're going to have to search out the truth. You're going to have to search out the truth. You're going to have to you're going to, have to get off the couch. You're going to have to search out some the truth, unless you're sitting on the couch with your computer doing searching, I guess. But <laughs> otherwise, you're going to have to get off the couch and do some searching and find the truth. Find out what the truth is and listen to folks like the Common Sense Coalition, because they're giving you the truth. They're not be nobody is uh, is pulling their strings. Uh, there's no there's no puppeteers. You're going to have to find these these groups and listen to the messages that they put out. And then I want you to go a step further and become friends and make alliances uh, with these folks. The Derek Bounceville show has has been absolutely fantastic as far as mentioning Appleseed and supporting us, and they'll be glad to do that as long as we support them. So you find out, you search out these local uh, the local groups and develop alliances with them. And I don't mean to, to call the, uh, the Confidence Coalition a local group because it's not local, it's national now. But, uh, but at, down at your very roots, you guys are still like a local group. And where's your hometown? We are in California, Missouri. California, Missouri. <laughs> Little bitty town, a population of 4,000. We're smack and, dab in the middle of the state. And uh, and the show has been on the air for how long? Almost 17 years. Almost 17 years now. And like you said, it started out uh, with a heavy agricultural bent. And it still does. They, it's still, they, we still do still that. I mean, the, like today I had, been, yeah, we still do that. Um Yesterday I had the OCM group on there, the uh, Organization for Competitive Markets, and we were talking about the checkoff, beef checkoff dollars, and how they've been they've been robbed by the NCBA. I'm sorry, not the NCBA, by the American Beef Association, and the, and then uh, the National Beef Association, and then uh, how they're trying to get the Depart the Secretary of Agriculture, Belsack, to to listen to them and to to uh, audit what's going on here with those beef checkoff dollars because those were for the they were for the ranchers and the cattlemen to to uh, push their product and it's been hijacked. So we talk about that quite a bit and these are things that actually affect the consumers. We talk about what they're doing to the meat and the food and uh, you know how they're even trying to keep people from putting out gardens in your own yards. So you know making restrictions and and goofy laws against that in different areas and and so these are things we talk about but we also talk about property rights that 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 affects everybody not just farmers and ranchers it affects everybody um it would affect where you have your rifle shoots you know the things you do there some of these things that we cover on property rights they affect that too yeah but you have to you have to know where to go and i have a good source of guests in the 15 years i've worked for dairy i've got a good source of people that I know that that uh, really study these things and get in depth in them. Yeah, I was uh, I was reading the other day about how <clears throat> I believe it was uh, I don't remember which overseeing organization, 
but they had uh, they had stopped several restaurants, and I don't remember now where it was uh, uh, because I think I was running some machinery at the same time. But they were stopping folks from serving eggs that had not been given a, an FDA stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. These were, uh, you know, free-range chickens and stuff like that that uh, that folks were serving in restaurants and uh, and the restrictions are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Now, the only way that things are going to get fixed is by folks complaining, by folks, first of all, knowing that stuff like this is going on and then complaining about it. Because at the very root of all this, the message that I'm trying to get across to you and that and that you're going to hear from the, com, uh, the Common Sense Coalition is that, just as I said earlier, the the president... Your senators, your congressmen, they're not the government. The, all the agencies, all the different agencies, the alphabet acronym agencies are not the government. You are the government. And it's your duty uh, as a per, as a American citizen, as a member of the government, of the people, by the people, for the people, we the people of these United States, it's your duty to make sure that you're taking this responsibility seriously. Uh, as I said earlier in the in the intro, you, you guys cannot delegate this to somebody else to do. You have to do it. The founder's idea was not for us as Americans to have individual freedoms and liberties. That's not what the emphasis was on. It's not so that we could have individual freedoms and liberties. The whole idea behind uh, the documents is that we are to have the collective freedoms and liberties, but individual responsibilities. That means you're going to, ha- you yourself, are going to have to take a part in this, in making sure that our government is staying true, and that starts out on a local level. I mean, that starts out down at the very, very uh, most local level you can get. I mean, you look, you look down at the ground. And uh, you make a circle, and that's where you start. And then you move out five feet, and uh, and you fix everything in that five-foot circle, and then you move out another five feet until you get to your city council, until you get to your, uh, uh, your county officials, to your city officials, and making sure that you are a working, functioning part uh, in all of these processes. So whenever I talk to you guys about... Uh, when we have shows like this, that is what we are talking about, is making sure that you understand that you have an individual responsibility. Yes, you have individual freedoms, individual rights, but the main thing you have is an individual responsibility to safeguard those freedoms and rights. And that's what the programs like the Common Sense Coalition, uh, the Appleseed Project, and, and many, many other grassroots uh, organizations are working to remind you of. That's what we're trying to do. And the and the Dairy Brownsville Show and the Common Sense Coalition does a great job of that. Now, is the show going to be for everybody? I think it is. But it may not be for everybody. But you can still support it because it's still doing a job, which is making sure that folks understand their individual responsibilities, making sure the information gets out there. You're going to have to figure out, just like Beth said earlier, and I've told you before, don't let you 
you can't take what anybody says uh, as the uh, as the unquestionable truth. You have to to take what somebody says and use it as a starting point in order to find out what the truth is. I know you guys tell your your listeners that all the time, Beth. Yeah, I was going to say too. We we've been really into this preparedness information here lately, and and there's going to be a big expo, and they're going to do expos across other states here in the United States, but this time it's going to be in Missouri, and it's down in Springfield, and it's the 14th and 15th of May. Derry was to speak down there, and instead I'm going to be the one going down there to speak and meet greet people. But, you know, it's being prepared and being responsible, and that's the way this country was set up. It is we the people. We are a republic, which means the people are the ones who run it. But somehow we've been turned upside down to where we think the federal government is the one that's running it. Well, it is, and that's why it's broke. And I don't just mean financially. That's why things aren't working the way they should because it's it's been switched around. Somehow we've we've been we bought a bill of sale that tells us we don't have this right or we don't have this say and we've got bureaucratic offices telling us what we can and cannot do in our homes or in our backyards or on our farms or our ranches or or anywhere. And we've just gotten everything all twisted up. But our founding fathers did not intend for it to be that way, and we can still take it back. I believe that I'm still young enough that I'm optimistic that we can do it, but not if we don't all work together on it. And I have a few quotes here from some founding fathers, and this one is from Thomas Jefferson. The people are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty. Only the people. Government can't save it. They don't want to save it. They want to be in control. So you have to remember that it's the people. And then also from Patrick Henry, and he's one of my favorites. Rulers are the servants and agents of the people. The people are their masters. Those that we elect, we're their masters. They're not ours. They don't have the right to walk off a job. We are the ones that should be in control. And we have to remember that, and we have to remember what Edwin Burke said, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. And as long as we sit and do nothing, we're going to be taken over, and we're going to lose our liberties and our freedoms. And that's what we talk about on air. Right. And that's – it doesn't get any plainer than that, uh, that we're constantly facing a wall of uh, – uh, well, in the quote it says evil, and I consider it uh, evil, chaos, we're constantly facing a, uh, a a live and active and aggressive wall, uh, a wave of that, and certainly uh, all that we have to do in order to make sure that that becomes the reality is do nothing, do nothing, and you can't just do just a little bit, and you I mean you've got to do as much as you can, but. You can't just delegate. You can't just say, I'm sure that somebody else is watching the store. I'm sure that somebody else is taking care of this, and uh, I'll let them do it because I'm sure that they're better at it than I am. You have to you have to get involved. You have to take steps to do this. And uh, like we were saying earlier, first thing you do is you make sure that you're informed uh, of what's going on. First of all, you get informed of what's going on in your neighborhood. 
in your community, in your uh, county, in your state. And then you add your input. You talk to your uh, your elected officials. You talk to them and let them know what your uh, needs are, what your desires are, what your wants are. You make sure that you have a uh, a working relationship with your representatives. And uh, just like we were saying earlier with the sending the notes to the uh, the radio station producers and the affiliates, <clears throat> whenever you whenever you establish your, a relationship with your senators, your congressmen, your elected representatives, it's an important one. And you, I, I know I talk to people over and over, and they say, "Well, wh- what am I going to do? What good is what good is my one?" voice on this. Nobody's going to listen to me. And listen, the exact opposite is true. Now, I'm not going to say that they're going to do what you want every time. That's that's guaranteed not to happen. But every time you add your your voice, uh, every time you put your voice behind, uh, behind your needs and your wants and you let it be known, it, it makes a huge difference. And your one phone call, your one email to your representatives is not just one phone call or one email. Because of the apathy, because of the laziness of uh, generally of humans worldwide, but uh, tonight we're talking about Americans, they know that uh, that for every person that, that makes a complaint or says, uh, I don't like the way that this is being done or that's being done, that that actually represents a proportionate number of other folks. So your one uh, your one email, your one letter, your one phone call is not just one. You're representing hundreds, maybe thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of folks when you talk to your senators, your congressmen, your representatives. You should and be on a, a working relationship level with them. Now, I don't mean the actual senators or congressmen. You're probably... At least on a national level, you're not going to talk to them normally. You're going to talk to their staff. But that's where the real stuff gets done anyway, making sure that you're familiar with your, with the staff of your senator or your congressman and that uh, you're on a first-name basis with them. That's the way things get done in America. You know, folks, uh, uh, I hear folks uh, that don't know any better talking about deterrence uh, coming from the barrel of a rifle, and let me tell you, that's that's never going to happen. All right, you're not going to scare anybody with your rifle. The way that you're going to scare people or motivate people is to threaten their cushy, comfortable feather bed, their limos and their uh, their golf junkets, etc. That's how you're going to get uh, folks motivated. It's letting them know that if they don't listen to what you're saying, that you're not just going to threaten to uh, vote for somebody else, you're going to vote for somebody else. And you're going to try and get as many friends and relatives to do the same thing as you. That is what motivates folks. I was going to say, too, we don't have a lot of excuse these days because we can find out how our officials will vote. And that is something that I think we have to we haven't done in the past, and I think this is a what we should do as a responsibility of ourselves to to hold them accountable. If you elected an official, you hold them accountable. If they're not voting the way you want them to vote, let them know. And if they continue in that arrogant attitude, then next time you're not going to vote for them. We've got to quit playing their game. We can't just think 
Republican and Democrat. We've got to stop playing that game. We've got to start taking control of we, the people, have got to take control, and that's the way we've got to do it. We've got to hold them accountable. We've got to pay attention to what's going on. What is a What on earth is Agenda 21? You don't hear that on the news. You might hear somebody say something about smart growth or sustainable development, but you don't understand that that's coming out of something called the Agenda 21, which is coming out of the UN. The UN is telling you what you can do and not do on your property and who's going to own your water from the spigot in the house to the gutters on the roof. You've got to pay attention to these things, but you've got to hold your officials accountable. You've got to make sure that they're representing you. And we should be able to do that these days with the computers and everything. We know how they're voting. Right, and you can go. You, you can do a quick uh, Google search on uh, senator, find your senator. Uh, it will take you straight to uh, the page, the locator to find your senator. From that page, you can go straight to finding their voting records, how they voted. Now, now I know that they make it intentionally uh, cloudy and foggy a lot of times, but you can still you can you can easily find out. You can easily work your way through that with a little bit of work to find out how they're voting, find out why they're voting, and then ask them about it. Now, you brought up a point uh, just a minute ago that I try and remind folks of all the time, and that is. In order to have an effect on how the government is being run, how who gets elected, who becomes a senator, a congressman, etc., you can't wait until it gets to the point where you're where you're voting for uh, senator with a D or senator with an R, because that by that point it's all done for you. Uh, it's already all done, and there's there's no fixing it. And the way that we're held hostage now is by these guys saying. <clears throat> Look, I know that uh, I know I probably shouldn't even be a senator because of my criminal background, etc. But uh, I'm better than the other guy with that letter in front of his name, right? You need to vote for me rather than him, right? And the answer is no. The answer is no. We don't need either one of you. What? And the the only way to fix that is to start at your local level. Is start getting guys uh, and men and women into the pipeline at your local level. Because just like anything else, it's the folks start out locally, and they keep going. They keep learning their 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 trade, their craft. And the only way to get folks out the other end of the pipeline is get them started locally, and then that way you can affect who ends up being the senator, the congressman, or the president. That means you have to also vote in the uh, the primaries in order to get the the folks on the ballot. You have to do this, guys. You can't you can't wait until the very end and then just vote for uh, candidate number one R or candidate number two D. That that's usually a very sorry uh, uh, choice that you're left with. Well, it's responsibility, and, it, and we just need to get back to educating our children, which is part of Appleseed. We need to know where we came from. We need to know what sacrifices were made so that we, the people, the republic, would have a country that they were free to own property, free to do as you want, free to do the things you need to do to take care of your family and to be prepared. We need to be prepared for everything, whether it's just a local disaster that comes around. People don't think about being prepared, and that's something that we talk about as well. And we're not just for the agriculture. We're for America 
And that's, we're constitutionalists. We just want to teach and preach how we can come back to our roots and be a republic and be free and have those liberties that we once used to enjoy. We've lost a lot of that. And we've lost it because the people haven't been paying attention. And I'm just as guilty as anybody. You just don't pay attention to what's going on. And then next thing you know, you think, oh, how did that happen? Right. And I tell you, it it, it saddens me. I mean, it makes me happy in one way, but it also saddens me, too, because, you know, at Appleseed Events, we talk to folks about this. We talk to folks about their responsibilities and about uh, getting involved and we talk to them about the history uh, of America, about their American heritage, about about how the nation started. And and you get folks that you can tell, a lot of folks, this is the first time they ever heard this history, and this is the first time that they've ever really, uh, that a light has come on when you will explain to them about the way that uh, the way that the government is supposed to work how what their place in the government is, how they are the we, the people of these United States. You see the lights come on, and that's great. But it's also sad because you know that before the light comes on, came on, it was dark, and they didn't understand their place. They didn't understand their responsibility because it's no longer taught. And that's one of the reasons that the Appleseed Project is so important. In my view, it's so important because that's what we're doing, and we're trying to grow as quickly as we can, and I think we're doing a great job. We're one of the, we're the fastest growing organization in history, uh, in what we're doing, and every year we add thousands more folks. And what we're doing right now is really uh, like a, like a huge Paul Revere machine. Now we're not telling folks that the, the regulars are coming or that the government is after them. What we're telling folks is that. They are the government, and they have a place in this, and it's their responsibility to safeguard the freedoms and liberties uh, that are provided to them by living in this nation. Now, and one of the reasons that we're called the Appleseed Project is because because we're planting these seeds in the folks' minds. And now, just like uh, Johnny Appleseed, you know, whenever he went across uh, the country sowing the seeds, he didn't... He didn't put each one lovingly in the ground and stay there and water it and and nurture it so that someday he could reap the benefits of all that care he'd given to the to the plant and and eat those apples himself. What he did is he he put the seeds out. He put them out and some of the seeds fell on good soil and they took root and they and they grew some fell on barren ground some fell on rocks and they and they died and they withered and he moved on he wasn't going to be there to enjoy the fruits of his labors it's the same thing with the apple seed project we're talking to as many people as we can we're trying to get as many people to understand their responsibilities in this their responsibilities to the nation and yeah you're going to end up at an event. You're going to end up talking to folks, and and some people aren't going to get it, and some people aren't, all right? Just because some people don't get it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you got to talk to more people. And the people that do get it, you may not see the fruit of your labors that weekend or that next week or that next month or that next year, 
but somewhere down the line, the the fruits of those labors are going to become apparent, and they're going to bear fruit, and it's going to be worthwhile. And that's what you have to keep in your mind, is that you're not doing this so that you can get the fruit. You're not doing this so that you can satisfy yourself, your own personal needs, uh, your own personal wants. You're doing this for the benefit of those who come after you. You're doing this so that your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, so that millions of Americans that you will never, ever meet will be able to reap the rewards of the seeds that you have sown. That's what we're doing. I was going to say, which is exactly what our founding fathers did. They didn't really, most of them didn't live long enough to reap the benefits of what they had fought so hard for and what they believed so deeply in. You know, they didn't necessarily, but but their ancestors did. And we right. have, and we haven't lost it all yet. And I, the, the Appleseed Seed Program, what you do, you know, it's there's lots of adults there, but those children that show up, they're on the edge of their seat when you start telling the history. And uh, that's where we get to remind them where they came from and make them proud of their ancestors. I mean, a lot of us have, you know, you know, our history is in the revolution. We have ancestors that fought in that, that died in that. And we need to remember that. And we need to tell our children and our grandchildren. And that's one right. thing I love about Appleseed. <laughs> Well, you you brought up a great point because, and I tell folks this uh, quite often, is that whenever you read the works or you read the documents left behind by the Founding Fathers, very rarely do you run across uh, uh, anywhere where they're writing about, uh, I'm doing this because I want this or I want that, or I'm doing this so that I can get this. They don't say that because they didn't think that. Uh, when you start reading the documents, uh, you will see over and over again, they say, we're doing this for our posterity. We're doing this for those who come after us. Because to them, they knew they had a responsibility to the folks who came after them, just like they had a responsibility to honor those who had come before them. They thought a lot about that. They weren't uh, they weren't part of the me generation uh, philosophy, they knew, just like you said, most of them were quite advanced in age. Whether we became a nation with freedoms and liberties was really not going to matter a whole lot to them. They'd already lived their lives. They were doing it for those who would come after them, us. Now, we've been given a nation, uh, an absolutely fantastic nation. There is no other nation on the face of the earth like America. The American Revolutionary War had a beginning and an end. It was started in order to achieve uh, certain goals. And once it achieved those goals, then the American Revolutionary War ended. The American Revolution is a completely different thing. The American Revolution was never designed to end. It was it was meant to be a uh, an expanding uh, an expanding work of freedoms and liberties, constantly expanding uh, project of freedoms and liberties for the 
the citizens of our nation. It was never meant to end, and somehow it's turned around, and it's heading in the other way, which is in uh, increasingly smaller uh, amounts of freedoms and liberties every day. That's not the way. That's not what the founders' vision was, and we have to understand that. And you, the way that you understand that is, you go ahead and read the documents. You read the Constitution of the United States of America. You read the Declaration of Independence. You read the Bill of Rights, so that you can understand what the intent of the founders was. It doesn't take a whole lot to do that. I mean, I have this uh, book that was given to me, and it's the quotable founding fathers, and it's just amazing. At, at the wisdom that they had. But you've got to understand, they came out of where they were, they were s- slaves to the king. And that's what they were trying to get away from. And I'm trying to find real quick, you said something, and I was trying to find real quick, quickly the quote that I used so many times this week, because we were talking about... Um, we were talking about property rights, and I don't know if, it, if you've ever discussed or heard of in, eminent domain, were they, or even these heritage areas, the national forests and the parks, you know, this never was intended for the government to own any property except oh, listen, for what the buildings at. are sitting on. But we're told I'm, that it's for our good. We're told it's for our communities. And this is from Sir William Blackstone. So great, moreover, is the regard of the law for private property that it will not authorize the least violation of it. No, not even for the general good of the whole community. The wisdom exactly. in that. <laughs> it's just, that exactly. was back well, in 1783. <laughs> I'm here in Texas, and I'm sure you guys have heard about the uh, uh, the Trans-Texas Corridor. Yeah. And that's that's where they want a uh, like a quarter mile wide stretch of land. I, I have to admit, Mexico I sold one of the Texans for that because you guys should have kept that from happening. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it's killed in it it's in all its past manifestations, but it's uh, it's like the Hydra. You know, you chop off one head, uh, and another one comes up somewhere else. So, and when we talk about uh, when we talk about the history at an Appleseed event, we talk about. Uh, Lexington Green, the Northbridge and Concord, and the Battle Road. You know, I, I always am amazed at uh, at the descriptions of the events along the way. Now, you can see almost uh, an almost direct representation from from the events that happened on that date to to our modern uh, rights and liberties. Uh, for instance, the description of uh, of Colonel Smith's men searching the town of Concord. The the what the way it was described is they searched the houses of the town without warrant. That's how it's described. We they searched the houses of the town without warrant. And that was one of the things that just made them furious. Without warrant. And you can trace that directly to the Bill of Rights, to the unlawful search and seizure. And uh and that is the things that uh, that the founders wanted to change, and that's why we have the laws that we have now. If you go back and read the events uh, of April 19, 1775, you read the works of the founders, you read the Constitution of these United States, you read the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and you'll understand, you start to understand 
the reasons why they're there. And the, the documents, none of those documents are very long. And as an American, it, you would think that it would be required reading for every single citizen uh, to know these documents. But I, I, at times I think that that actually scares uh, some of our modern officials. Uh, they don't want us to know what our rights are or what these documents say. But it's very important that you start out your reading right there, right with those with those few documents and move out from that. I think you'll be amazed at what you find when you read it. Well, and you know, it's amazing you said the documents were fairly short. They're quick read. And all the stuff that we get today are what, 1,200, 2,000 pages that nobody can understand? Right. But but the founding fathers and the original documents, they're very simple. They're very straightforward. And that's all we really need. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we did have a – I would like to – I'd like to get some kind of a program where we can hand out the constitutions again. We, we uh, several years ago, we had got a huge load of them because I know that I was uh, sending them all across the uh, the southern states for folks to hand out. Somebody had given us several thousand uh, copies. You know, the handbooks, the little handbooks that they have of the. Uh, it has a constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of we Rights. We have those right here. I can tell you how to get a hold of them. <laughs> well, I know that uh, I know that we can you can order them. I think they were charging either fifty cents or a dollar from uh, 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 Heritage Foundation. But uh, the ones we have are rule books, and they actually tell you um, the um, we sell them for two bucks, and that's with everything. That's with the shipping and handling all included. But they're actually titled Citizen's Rule Book, and it's for hand jury, for for being a part of a jury. And uh, But it has the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in there. It has a lot of the uh, Founding Father quotes. And it has also, it tells what the Communist Manifesto is, and it has that documented in it too. It tells the the story of the... What led to the oh, hold on I think something uh, I think that the I think that uh, something happened with the with the switchboard here because yeah, I can't hear I can't hear you best I don't know okay hold on I see what it is somehow they have uh did I get dropped? There you go. No, okay, yeah, yeah no, okay. you're back now. Okay, okay so I, what I was saying is our citizens' rule book is for the bill. It has the Bill of Rights and Constitution in there. It's for a jury, for when you're on a jury. and um, But it even tells the story in there about Patrick Henry before he – what led to his famous speech, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, and it was he saw a preacher being whipped because he didn't take a license from the king to, for his church. And he died from those wounds. And when Patrick Henry asked what happened to this man and he found out what, then that led to his speech. The things that happened back then that where the king was trying to control the people here in the colonies, what happened then is essential that our children know that and that we remember that so that we can hold our liberties and our freedoms 
a little more respectfully. We need to to be responsible. You know, that man died. We need to be responsible now so that that doesn't happen again. Well, I think that the the great majority of Americans take their freedoms and liberties for granted. They've, they've always had them, so they always will. And I tell you, I've got a lot of folks that uh, that show up at Appleseeds uh, that are American citizens now, but they weren't always American citizens. They were from uh, uh, from communist bloc nations, from uh, from uh, Poland, from uh, Czechoslovakia, uh, from Russia, uh, from Chechnya, on and on. And I can guarantee you, listen, those folks. When we're talking about history, about uh, safeguarding freedoms and rights and liberties, those folks listen because they know that these things are not guaranteed that you're always going to have them. You can very easily one day just wake up and not have them anymore because they all did. And Americans, I think, a lot of times think that because they've always had these these freedoms, that these liberties, that they're always going to have them. And, uh, and I'm telling you, it... Uh, uh, the the folks who haven't who have had their rights taken away understand exactly uh, the seriousness of it. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, like we were talking here at the beginning of this particular conversation, is just being responsible. We just have to do that as citizens of the United States. We have to take it back because it is a republic. And it's we the people are the ones that are supposed to be running things. And when we're not, that's when things run amok. Right. And the reason that we have that, the reason that the history is so important, and I have folks sometimes that, that ask about the history. Most don't. Most people, I think, are are pleasantly surprised by the amount of history that we put out at, a, um, at an event. Because you'll get... Uh, uh, you'll get uh, sometimes two to two to three hours of history on a weekend, and the folks uh, I've never heard of anybody that that didn't enjoy it, and most folks are very pleasantly surprised by it. But I have heard folks before ask why or why are we doing it, and and the answer is because if you don't know your history, then then you don't know who you are. History is what makes you who you are. If you don't know who your history, what your history is, if you're just a, if you're a person, and I ask you, uh, what's your name? You said, well, my name is uh, Beth. And I said, okay, what's your last name? He said, well, you know, I don't know. I said, oh, okay, well, who are your parents? Well, I don't know. Well, okay, what? Well, what do you do? What kind of job do you do? You know, I couldn't tell you. All right? And now here comes the big question. Well, what are you going to do now? Wow. Because I I don't know. Because I don't know what I've done before, so now I don't know what to do now. And that's what we face as Americans. Because if we don't know our history, if we don't know what's been done before, if we don't know who we are, where we came from, or why this nation uh why this nation was made, why it was founded, why what documents uh, are driving and directing this nation and why they were made, then how are we going to know where we're supposed to go from this point? We're not going to know. 
We're going to make bad decisions without knowing our history. You know, they have the the saying that those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it, and that's that's about as true as you can get. Well, that is true. You know, and we've got to not know where we came the, from. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in Texas, you know, we've got a very good, uh, relevant example of that because <clears throat> we have the uh, American Revolution that basically was fought because the uh, the colonists wanted their rights under the British Constitution. If uh, if they would have been given those rights, it's very likely that uh, that there there may not have been an American. A revolutionary War, and yet they weren't, and that ended up with an American Revolutionary War, and the way that started was because the commanding, uh, the governor of the colonies uh, decided that the best way uh, to nip this foolishness in the bud was to go and confiscate their gunpowder, their arms, their ammunition. He said that would stop it. He figured that would be it, and in reality, that actually made it much, much worse. All right, you jump forward uh, less than 100 years in Texas. You have a group of Texans, and these were Mexican citizens along with colonists uh, uh, from uh, North America who wanted their rights under the Mexican Constitution. That's what they wanted. And because they weren't granted that, then they started protesting. And Anna decided that the best way to nip this foolishness in the bud was to go and confiscate their arms and their ammunition. Now, you would think that if he had done some studying, he would have seen how this whole uh, situation, how it was likely to end up, but he didn't because he didn't uh, study his history, and it ended up exactly like the first situation ended up with the, uh, the Texas colonists fighting for and eventually gaining their independence. Well, that's interesting. It's very interesting. It, it, the history is important to know where we came from, and there's a lot of people, a lot of um, people in this country that, that don't. I mean, we watch jaywalking on Jay Leno. They don't even know anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it is so sad that we have raised a generation of people that don't know, you know, where they came from. They don't know who their president is. They don't know, I mean, they don't know anything that's going on. And yet we need to know, too. We need to know on a local level. We need to we need to, to stay active. And maybe you can't run for an office or you don't want to run for an office, but that doesn't mean you can't read the documents and, and study what's going on. Don't just trust what you hear on the mainstream media. Don't just trust what you hear on the Common Sense Coalition, but dig in and get active and learn. Read the documents. Find out what's being said in the new legislation. Find out what Agenda 21 is. Find out what your official that you elected has voted for or against. We've, we've just got to do that. We've got to be active. We've got to be proactive. Yeah, you mentioned the you mentioned the folks uh, that Leno talks to, and I'm going to tell you that's just uh, it is just it's just heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I watched a uh, uh, a show, and I don't remember with Leno or one of the others, but uh, after President Obama was elected, and there was a young lady on the show, and 
they were asking her if she was happy that the president had been elected. She said she had voted for him. And she was jumping up and down and just saying she was so happy <clears throat> because now she wasn't going to have to worry about paying her mortgage or paying for gas for her car or paying for any medical expenses, and she was so happy. And you could see that she honestly believed that. She was a voter. She was a person of legal age to vote and uh, and uh, apparently was not uh, – their the mental – Faculty's not diminished enough to keep her from voting, but that's what she actually thought, and she wasn't alone. There was a huge amount of Americans, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not going to say that it belongs that ignorance belongs to any one party. It's very widespread, but I just thought that was a a, a terrible well, example of it. Was I how think somebody? No, I go think ahead. I'm sorry. I think that's an example of not knowing where we came from. I think that's an example of how the generations, the younger generations, and and some of my generation have have accepted this flip flop that we've done here. The pyramid at the widest end is supposed to be the people. And at the top end, where it's the smallest, that is supposed to be the federal government. We have flipped it. We've accepted that. And people don't understand, you know, we celebrate a day called Independence Day. The people don't understand true independence. True independence means you're not relying on a government for anything. You're able to take care of yourself and your family, your neighborhood, your town, your city, your farm, your ranch. You have that right. You have the right to do what you want. If you want to shoot for the moon, you can shoot for the moon. If you want to stay on the farm and just raise a few chickens and hogs and pigs and cattle, then you have that choice. But we've lost that true spirit of independence, and we need to get that back. We need to show these other generations what it is, how that feels to be independent and not have to rely on anybody or any government for anything. Now, we all have times in our lives when we have to rely on others. But I'm talking about, on a whole, to be independent. That's what America is all about, being independent. Right. And, you know, you mentioned a while ago that uh, that you guys were talking about, uh, or that you were, uh, let's see, how did you put it, that you guys were, that you were adding more uh, uh, information on prepping and self-reliance and stuff uh, in the show. You're getting ready to speak at a conference, right? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're going to teach. They're going to teach somebody. There's going to be an apple feeder down there. They're going to have a booth, and there's going to be somebody there for concealed carry. There's going to be somebody there about gardening. Uh, who wants to start a chicken farm? You know, and Derry called them chickens. You know, who wants to just put a few chickens in the backyard or raise a few rabbits for food? Um, things about or for or for the eggs. You mentioned the eggs a little bit ago, and I didn't know how many people from Appleseed uh, realized that that in many states our government's trying to outlaw raw milk. Right. And these are things that, that normal people, I mean I mean normal people, but on the mainstream media they don't cover those things or they don't explain what it is. I mean, our parents, that's all they had was raw milk. <laughs> they didn't have the other. I mean, when they were kids growing up or our grandparents. And and so, yeah, the, the preparedness expo is um, it's going to cover lots of different things, self-defense, um, just how to – 
how to survive if there is a disaster in your area, how to be prepared, how to do these things. Even if you have an accident on the highway, you should have certain things in your car. You should be prepared. It's it's not just for some big national disaster. It's just being prepared. Right, and that is the responsibility of every American citizen. We exactly. had Jack Spierko from the Survival Podcast on, uh, let's see, two weeks ago, I believe, and I don't know if you've ever listened to Jack or you heard of Jack, but he's a he's a really great speaker. He has uh, he puts out a great deal of information on this, and I always joke with him because I tell him that the government already owes him millions of dollars just for the fact of how many people uh, who are not going to be standing on top of their house with a Save Me sign around their neck, uh, and the government's not going to have to rescue them because it's the duty, and I tell mm-hmm. apple seeders, it's it's their duty they they can't be as an apple seeder you can't be like everybody else you you're held to higher standards you have to make sure that uh that you are prepared to weather uh situations so that you can provide leadership in those situations that you can you're not going to be so busy trying to figure out how you can get a can of beans to survive on that you can't help anybody else. You should be you should be prepared enough that you and your family are taken care of, and that leaves you now able to be able to provide leadership and help to your fellow uh, citizens. That is, that is the way this nation was meant to be. That's the way we were uh, even 50 years ago. That's the way we were. You know, whenever I – I remember when I was growing up, I went down in my – my grandparents' basement, and it was still floor to ceiling, uh, you know, 30 or 40 running feet, floor to ceiling, with preserves and canned foods and everything else. And if you would have told them, uh, if you would have tried to explain the concept of uh, prepping or survival to them, they would have kind of just looked at you with blank faces because there was no other way for you to live as a citizen. You know, you were you were supposed to understand that you had to take care of yourself, that there wasn't some entity that was going to come and take care of you because the responsibility for your own survival ultimately rests on your own shoulders. And that's the message I want to get across to apple seeders. Now, I'm not talking about uh, uh, building bunkers uh, or anything else like that. What I'm saying is that you ultimately have the responsibility for taking care of yourself, and that means uh, having enough food, having enough uh, money in case you lose your job, etc. All of those things, so that you are able to come from a position uh, where you can help your fellow citizens, rather than uh, being so concerned with your own uh, uh, situation that you can't do anything but that. And I think it's very important that all citizens do this, that that everybody understands that the ultimately the responsibility for their own care rests on their own shoulders. Uh, like you were saying earlier, everybody now is thinking that <clears throat> the government owes me this or the government will take care of me. And that might be fine on on for certain people on certain days, but but it's going to cause you uh, a mountain of grief uh, someday. And the day to start making sure that you can take care of yourself is today. 
doesn't have to be done all in one fell swoop. It just means you start thinking about it today. You start uh, thinking and figuring out how you're going to take care of yourself and make sure that you're responsible for your own uh, survival, your own sustenance in the event of adverse situations. And uh, and you said you guys are going to be talking about that in the future, right? Yes, we're going to be hitting that pretty hard here in the near future. Okay, so the, so the you folks that are listening understand that you can uh, you can go to you can listen to the uh, the Common Sense Coalition and uh, get this information and uh, as one of your as listed as one of your resources for getting this information. And yeah, we'll have you, that on. Uh, we'll have it on Facebook, and and I don't know that it'll be listed on the website, but you can always listen on the website. And but I I've been putting daily what we're going to do on the air. Now I'm not quite ready to do some of those shows. I'm getting ready with the uh, guests. I'm talking to them and getting some information from them. But uh, uh, we will be doing the preparedness quite a bit again because that expo is coming up in May, and uh, we'll be doing a. A little segment on probably, probably more than a little segment on Walmart and what what's going on with the prices there and and how it's not necessarily being run the way Mr. Walton would have liked it done at the beginning and how that's affecting consumers and how how you know just we're just trying to cover it all here and it takes time and it takes a multitude of investigators and guests and and we're getting spooled up and ready with some of these and I've got some stuff going on with Walmart that I'm going to be be talking about here in the near future. Well, I'll be listening to it. Uh, once again, I want to make sure that folks, uh, can you give your website out again, Beth? Sure. It's www.dairybrownfield.com. Dairy is spelled D as in dog, E-R-R-Y, and then brown is the color and field. It's www.dairybrownfield.com. And we have all our shows posted there on podcast. You can listen to them anytime. And the stream that goes on live, it's the same show all day until the next day when the show runs. And then it okay. switches to the big and, show. So. And I want to remind everybody, too, that uh, if you can't get the show in your area, talk to the uh, talk to the local radio shows. And listen, while you're talking to them about it, ask them if you can come on and talk about the Appleseed Project. Uh I, I I know I beat you guys with a stick uh, on radio, but the reason <laughs> I do it is because it's free, and there's radio everywhere everybody lives. There's radio, and usually you can get on a show, on a local show, just by calling and uh, asking if you can talk about it or sending an email to the radio station and saying, listen, would you mind if I came on and I talked about Appleseed? Uh, they'll usually... Say yes, and if they don't, all they do is say no. So no. And you know, it's, it's been a long time since we've had somebody on, and we ought to be doing that next week so we can be ready for your shoots that are coming up the next weekend. See if we can't hey, listen, fill those. We'd love uh, to have, we'd love to oh, have somebody on. If you got, if you got somebody in mind, let me know. Or well, uh, you just anybody who's available. <laughs> okay. I know. Um, let's see. I, I'm next week would be great, and I'll be filling all those holes here just tomorrow probably. So. If somebody's interested in going on and talking, give me a call. Probably the earlier in the week, the better for you, um, since the shoots will be that w- this coming up weekend, the next weekend. I mean, the 16th and 17th. So, probably okay. want to get get somebody on here. We can do it any time, but I just know those are your big shoots coming up. Am I right? 
Yes, ma'am. It's yeah, the, I thought so. the, Not this weekend, but weekend after. The next weekend. We've got weekend. the, uh, the uh, April 19th shoots, and I believe there's over 100 shoots that will be uh, occurring simultaneously across the United States, and uh, we would love to uh, to get on the air. And if uh, if any of the local folks from uh, the uh, from Missouri or uh, uh, or any of the uh, the uh, the central United States area there, if any of the state coordinators or something, if you guys want to uh, to come on and speak, then uh, you can talk to uh, Beth Schoenberg at the Dairy Brownfield Show or send me a PM or an email, and uh, we'll try and get this worked out so you guys can come on. Yeah, and, and my uh, email is real simple, just Beth at DairyBrownfield.com. You don't have to come in the studio. We can do it by phone, but... Uh, Guests in the studio are always more fun, <laughs> but you don't right. have to. We can do it by phone. Right, and it's very, very important that that the that Appleseed that you guys are out there working every day to try and develop alliances locally. That you're trying to work uh, with your local radio stations, with your uh, with the local groups such as uh, uh, the. Uh, state rifle organizations with the uh, sons and daughters of the American Revolution, uh, with the homeschooling networks, with everybody that you can start working with in order that you can support them and that they in turn will support the Appleseed Project. We all have very similar missions, and uh, there's no reason that you guys shouldn't be out there every day Trying to strike up a relationship, trying to to make an alliance with a with a local group, or, or don't stop locally. You can make an alliance with a national group, but locally is where you're going to get things done first and easiest. So you should be out there trying to develop uh, alliances and relationships with your local groups, with the local organizations. And you should be doing this every day. And listen, there's no prohibition against any of the uh, Appleseed folks talking at uh, any of the events. Fred's going to be at the uh, Tea Party Convention, and uh, you said you've got uh, that there are some Appleseed folks that are going to be at the Preparedness uh, Yeah, they at the Preparedness Expo, Expo. there'll be that, and there'll be Tea Party, and there's going to be a presidential candidate, which they are not revealing yet which one that is. They'll be revealing that probably on the air here in another week or two. Right, there's no prohibitions against anybody <laughs> speaking at any of these events. You no, can't endorse not whatsoever. Yeah, you can't endorse any candidates, and uh, uh, you can't, uh, you know, you can't stump for anybody. But no. you can talk wherever you want, and you should be talking not just at uh, conservative or Tea Party events. You should be talking at uh, that Democratic events, at uh, Libertarian events, at liberal events. You guys should be trying to get everybody on board. Appleseed doesn't belong to any single party. It belongs to all American citizens, just like the Constitution doesn't belong to a single party. It belongs to all Americans. Appleseed is the same way. You can talk to any group, uh, well, within reason. I expect you to use some common sense. So you, if you show up talking to some hate group, it's going to cause trouble, and you shouldn't be there. But other than that, if you want to talk to any kind of uh, political gathering, you're welcome to do so. You just cannot endorse any candidates or any parties. 
Yeah, that's right. And and that's that's not what the expo is about either. It's about being prepared. We're just trying to help people and and uh, I'm going to down and be a part of that in Derry's place since he's not with us anymore. Right. Well, also let me remind you guys that uh, that the local uh, organizations need your help just as much as uh, as Appleseed needs help. If you want to help uh, the Derry Brownful Show, then we ask you guys to to speak to your local affiliates if they're not on there and ask them to uh, to put them on. And then also consider, uh, like I said, the uh, the Dare Braffle Show works uh, through the good graces of its listeners and through donations. So if you guys want to make donations, uh, as Beth said earlier, you can you can give her a call at the radio station or an email at uh, uh, Beth? Uh, Beth at... Uh, DerryBrownful.com. There you go. And uh, and she will hook you up. And don't think that uh, that five bucks or ten bucks is too little. I mean, every every little bit helps. You know, when when a hundred people uh, donate five bucks, then you got a block of five hundred bucks. Now you can uh, you can pay the light bills with. So yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> so don't think that uh, any amount is too small. Beth, we wanted to thank you for coming on the show. We want to thank you for what you do. What you guys are, what you guys have been doing for years, and and we want you to know that if there's any way that we can help you, please uh, please let us know, and please know that the Appleseed Project is uh, is a friend to the Dairy Brownfield Show, and that we appreciate the friendship and support that you have extended to us. Well, thank you. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I, I appreciate what you guys do. I know that that you men and women, you make sacrifices at home to do the apple seed every weekend or every other weekend or how often you do. I know that that's a sacrifice, and I, and I thank you. My hat's off to you for what you're doing and trying to educate America and to bring citizens, bring a little pride and independence back so that we understand where we came from, and I appreciate that very much. It's easy to be a friend to somebody like that. Well, thanks. And listen, uh, we love having you on. I told you before that... Uh, I love speaking with you because uh, it's always uh, it's always a very pleasant experience, and you're welcome on the show anytime. We love having you on the oh, show. Well, thank you very and, much, uh, and I feel the same way. <laughs> so you guys, somebody can come on next week, and we'll talk about those shoots coming up and talk about the history, and and uh, it'll be a good time. Right, and Beth told me earlier, that she was going to post a picture of herself in her cowboy boots and her Stetson uh, <laughs> on her Facebook page. So you I did. Be on, the look, be on the lookout for that. Beth, well, thank I... you very much, and uh, and we'll be in touch with you uh, in the next few days so that we can set up that uh, the uh, Appleseed folks come on. Thank you for coming on tonight, oh, Beth. You're welcome. You all have a great evening. You too. Thanks <laughs> and good Bye-bye. night. Bye-bye. <clears throat> all right. Uh like I said, we uh, we love having her on. We'd like for you guys to support the Dairy Brown Show, and uh, because, like I said, they have been loyal supporters of Appleseed since we began, and and that means something. We stand by our friends. We support the folks that stand by us. Continue to develop uh, alliances and relationships locally. Next week, we're going to have the uh, the get ready for uh, the. 16th and 17th for the April 19th event show, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. And 
I believe we're having the virtual muster night to get everybody out and uh, geared up for that. So we'd like for everybody to show up, and uh, we look forward to to seeing everybody then. All right? Uh, we'll see everybody again this next Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Good night, everybody, and we'll see you this next week.